Today, here on Cincy Business Talk with Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. We'll be talking to business leaders about how they have grown their businesses and people. We discuss new strategies, tactics, and philosophies which lead to positive growth in our marketplace. Our program is sponsored by Sandler Training by Roth & Associates. Each week, we'll talk with our best Cincinnati area top executives about their tools and insights. Our regular listeners will be given the edge that will help them win in a competitive environment which we live. Simple solutions to complex problems which challenge all of us are rarely correct. We will address complex problems or opportunities with appropriate solutions. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at Mike Roth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Now your host, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer, Mike Roth. Thanks, Scott. This is Mike Roth. I'm here today with Mike Sarrow from Capture. Thanks for joining us, Mike. It's nice to be here. Good. Uh, before we get started, let me uh, remind our listeners about who's coming up on the next couple of shows. We Next week, we have Chris Sturroff from Fairfield Auto Body and Truck. Uh, they are a repair shop for heavy-duty vehicles like trucks and buses. Well, they, they do do some vehicles. Uh, they, they're one of the few owners of EPA uh, credentials to uh, use heavy metals in paint for uh, bright colors. Uh, following week on August 15th, we have Anthony Casablanca. He's the uh, CEO of Rotex, a uh, mining equipment manufacturing company here in the Cincinnati area. Uh, then we're going to have... Uh, fellow named Bob Risk, who's written a book on risk preparedness, uh, which is a great topic. Uh, later in the month, we're going to have uh, John Rogaine from Cap Gemini Segetti. Uh, and uh, in the IT vein, we're going to have uh, from Intelligrated, Chris Cole. Uh, first uh, week in October, we have Richard Lajeunesse, the new president of the Cincinnati Rotary Club. And that should be a, a interesting and enlightening uh program. Uh, next, I want to t- talk for a moment about our uh, our new leadership program that's, that we are sponsoring here in Cincinnati and Columbus. Uh, it's called Transforming Leaders the Sandler Way. It's a new uh, book that Sandler has brought out. I am bringing the author of the book, Dave Arch, who's been on a prior show with us, uh, to Cincinnati and Columbus to uh, teach the 52 critical leadership lessons for leaders. Uh, it's going to be a great program. It'll be limited to about 45 people. Uh, people are going to learn how to increase your personal power, uh, con- conviction, charisma, get better at people skills, how to be stronger and have courage, how to act with good ethics and expertise. Uh, each participant will receive a copy of the book as well as a full-color deck of 52 leadership reinforcement cards. Uh, the early registration fee on that is uh, $175 here in Cincinnati. It's going to be from uh, 2 to 5 p.m. at the Holiday Inn Crown Plaza at 71 and Pfeiffer. After August 17th, price goes up to $495 a head. We're packing the seminar the same way they, the airlines pack jet planes today, Mike. <laughs> I'm just wondering if I have any of those 52 skills in my leadership Abilities. So you must have some, otherwise you wouldn't have gotten as far as you have. A couple. Yeah. The, the question is, do you want to get better? And is it important to get better? 
Let me tell our, our listeners about you, Mike. Uh, Mike is a Kansas City native who graduated from Kansas State University with a BS in engineering. Uh, that's when Procter & Gamble re- recruited you to uh, move to Cincinnati? Actually, I had a stint in Pennsylvania with Procter & Gamble first. So uh, I've been here eight years. Eight years. Spent 12 years total with P&G. Uh, you were in the manufacturing operation and innovation on Pampers and later brand management strategy on a $3 million brands like uh, Tide, Crest, and Oral-B. Hmm. I wonder if any of those are the brands that Laffley is going to put over the side. Those are pretty stable. Those, yeah, those are big brands. Uh, you uh, you started the uh, new consumer electronics company, Capture, uh, when? Uh, we started a couple of years back in 2011, and then me and my co-founder, Matthew Dooley, went full-time in November of 2012. Mm-hmm. Uh, Capture's vision is to allow people to do more with what they hear. A lot of people forget what they hear. <laughs> That's because we're not paying attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, what you've said is the, this is the first product that combines online and offline worlds, worlds with an audio recording wristband to save and share what you've just heard and as a simple-to-use mobile app. So I take it that the capture device is one on your wrist, and then you touch it to send the uh, recorded audio file to your phone? Yeah. Uh, to step back one second, it's a it's a device that is always on, mm-hmm. which is a little different than what people are used to, and it's always buffering 60 seconds of audio continuously. Mm-hmm. And if you enter into a conversation with me and I happen to be interesting or anyone and something that that person said was interesting, you can say, aha, and tap the product. There's no screens or buttons to get in the way. Mm-hmm. It's just a simple tap interface. The product will then extract the last 60 seconds of that conversation mm-hmm. and save it to our capture app on your smartphone. Now, what that allows you to do is continue to listen. Mm-hmm. We don't want you to you know, be multitasking and trying to figure out how to save this thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. It allows you to keep listening for the next thing that they say that's interesting. Right. So it's much better than going to your phone and trying to start the audio recording application. It's, it's a different tool. So mm-hmm. uh, I know I'm hardly prepared most of the time to know whether or not a conversation I'm going to be in is going to be interesting. How can you think ahead and know that you want to have something saved? Um, in the end... You didn't get the Crescent course at uh, <laughs> Kansas uh, State University? In the end, if, if, I have, if I anticipate and record, let's say, an hour of time uh, for a meeting, mm-hmm. and it ends up being of no use, now I've, I've, I have all this content, or something in the middle might have been of use, and now I have to dig back through and find that. Um, what we do is we try to have little uh, digestible snippets mm-hmm. of amazing things that you hear. And amazing is your definition of amazing. Could be funny. Could be something that you want to have as information down the road. Could be completely random. Stranger makes a comment that you thought was interesting. Could be a sound. Could be music. It's really up to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, since since the device is always on. Uh, Is there any lighting, LED, or feedback to the user? Yes, there's several things, because it's important not only for you, the user, but the people around you. So in its pure 
form, it's a little bit of a provocative product, right? Mm-hmm. I could I could potentially save something that we're talking about. And so we want to have several cues to the people around you of what's going on. The first cue is the fact that our product has a lot of uh, bright colors and it's a unique look. So you're not going to confuse it once you know what it is or once you've seen it once. You're not going to confuse it for a pen or a button or a watch, you're going to know that this is capture. The second thing is the colors. The third thing is an LED that uh, is blinking green when it's in a buffering mode. If you someone wants you to turn the product off, you can do that, and then that, that light will be red, similar to you know on the air and off the air. And okay, so the end user can turn it on and off. Correct. And the last one, which is really important and something that we stumbled upon, is we've never removed the human element. So when you want to save something, you have to tap. You have to tap the product to to save. Similar to taking a photograph, you have to point it at someone and click the shutter. Um, We have that same requirement so that the people around you can react. Um, We don't want to have a product that people ask a lot of questions about. It's also the reason that we record only for 60 seconds on the wristband. Most, a vast majority of the people who have tested our product and, and given us feedback have said, most of the time I'm reducing that 60 seconds down to, let's say, 30 seconds or 15 mm-hmm. seconds. I'm not yearning for five minutes or more. There's other tools that are much better, to, like some of the tools you have in this room, for mm-hmm. recording much longer segments of audio. Sure, sure. So all that combined. Can, you, can much- you change the default uh recording period from 60 seconds to 30 seconds? Not in the beginning. We, mm-hmm. we think that's something that we'll learn our way into. Mm-hmm. Um, in the beginning, we want to have as few variables as possible. I think that's important for new products overall. I mean, we're brand new product. There's nothing like this on the market. Um, I don't want people to have to answer too many questions about variables. So how long can it record? 60 seconds. You can't change that? Nope. Uh, in, in the future, you can... You so can when I want to... I'm talking to you for 30 seconds or 15 seconds, and you've given me your phone number. Correct. And I want that saved to my cell phone. So I, I just tap the watch one time? It's actually twice so that you don't have a false uh, false positive, but you know, a simple little tap interface. And then what you do is that will be on, your, on our smartphone app within a, a matter of seconds. What you would do is trim that 60 seconds down, very fast on a, on a head and tail trimmer down to the exact five seconds of my phone number. And um, then you can save it. You could you could add a picture of me to it. You could title it and do a bunch of other things. So the watch isn't going to take a picture? The watch is only doing recording. Okay. Is, is it doing high-quality recording? Um, it, it's actually doing a recording very similar to what you would get on any smartphone. So a smartphone has an omnidirectional microphone. Some people call them MEMS microphones. That's the quality that we produce. Now, the nice thing is because we're in a, a, the engine of the rest of the the product is an app, which is driven by your smartphone, mm-hmm. we're able to do digital signal processing to clean up the audio. We also, similar to, to what you would do on Instagram with a photograph, we have filters within the app that can clean it up to, take out some of the buzz in the background, take out some high-end or some low-end to give you a nice, crisp uh, audio recording. 
Now, what we also don't want to do is remove some of the contextual noise. We don't want it to be sterile, mm -hmm. but we do want to make sure that the audible range from the people involved in the conversation, which is a majority of what the product will be used for, can be heard and heard clearly. Mm -hmm. If someone is uh, going to use it, do they have to use it as a uh, wrist-worn device, or could they clip it to their coat or dress? Yeah, we have accessories. We, you know, we, we launched a Kickstarter campaign last year, and those campaigns are great for several reasons, but probably the most important is a tremendous amount of feedback. And that's one item that we received time and time again is, hey, I already wear a wristwatch or I already wear something on my wrist or I, I, I have a phobia of wearing things on my wrist. Mm -hmm. um, please offer this product to be worn in other locations. And so we offered uh, what we call a clip-on, and it takes the, the componentry, which is all uh, contained in the top of the product, similar to like a, a watch body. Mm -hmm. And you can remove that from the wristband and put it into our clip-on and then put it on your lapel or put it on your on your belt um, and have a different location for the device. Okay. So it's, it's, it's pretty flexible. It's flexible. And I think one of the most important things about that flexibility is it allows you to also interchange wristbands and microphone grills. So our design philosophy uh, was to really encompass the fact that audio is being recorded into the device. So once you take a look at our product, I hope you feel like it, it's a wide body microphone from the 1950s and you have that sense about the product. That's the that's the goal that we had. And that top of the product, which we call the microphone grill, can be interchanged with different colors. So can the wristbands and so can the, the clip-on device. And that way you don't get bored with having an all black product and wearing that for, for two years. You can switch it up. You can make it your own. We offer some high-end fun things like 14 karat gold microphone grills, you know, if you'd like to really get into it. Like made uh, out of metal. Uh, Mike has agreed to uh, answer questions from our audience. Uh, if you want to call in, the number is, as always, 646-595-4916. You've, uh, you've lived here in Cincinnati for eight years now? Correct. You're living downtown? Absolutely. Okay, and you, you love to watch the urban renewal pr uh, process. It's, uh, it's been fascinating. I'm, I'm sure you've seen a little bit oh, of, the, of, of the, the process of the, the banks, banks and the OTR and um, everything in between. It's quite interesting to live right in the middle of it and see it every day. Uh, eight years ago, waking up on a Saturday to go for a run, it was literally a ghost town mm -hmm. waking up now on a Saturday and going for a run. It's bustling in every direction. So do you live in the banks? I actually live right near the Aronoff. Oh, so right okay. in, kind of right in the middle. Good. And, uh, some of your, uh, things that you like are, uh, artistic, innovative, and musical. Are you a musician, musician as well? Anyone who's tried me at, or seen me attempt to try the play the guitar would say no, but I enjoy it. I enjoy live shows, music. It's just, it's a release. It's something that has always been a part of my life. Uh, creativity, you know, I think that flows into marketing and brand and having an essence of a brand and really thinking about brands creatively. Me and Matthew created a, a brand. We didn't just create a product. Um, it's very easy to say, you know, because we have one product coming out that that's the entire brand. Um, our brand is to help you do more with what you hear that will manifest itself in multiple different ways okay. as we move forward. Good. And uh, uh, next we're going to hear from Jimmy Fox, who's going to talk about Tip Club. The next Tip Club meeting 
here in Cincinnati, which I'm sponsoring, is August 17th, I believe. That's Thursday morning from 7.30 to uh, 9 a.m. Jimmy, why don't you take it away? Hi, I'm Jimmy Fox of Tip Club. Tip Club is a professional networking organization whose members help each other succeed. We meet once per month and provide a forum where business-to-business professionals are able to connect with more desirable opportunities and build long-term strategic partnerships. I'm inviting Cincinnati Business Talk listeners to come to our free networking event. You'll have the opportunity to meet new people, share leads and referrals, and grow your business through strategic alliances. Membership in our Cincinnati group is open to only one person per specific trade or occupation. Business-to-business professionals only, please. We do not accept multi-level marketing or recruiting-driven memberships. This is our only group in Cincinnati. We'll meet on the third Thursday of the month from 7.30 to 9 a.m. at Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, 4357 Ferguson Drive, Cincinnati, Ohio. To reserve a seat please go to www.tipclub.com and click on the Events tab at the top of the page. Then, just scroll down the list until you come to the Cincinnati event. Or you may call 800-798-0270. That's 1-800-798-0270. Thank you, and we look forward to seeing you at our next networking event. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Mike Sarrow from Capture. Mike, if uh, people want to see the device on the web or contact you after the show, how do they do that? Well, you can uh, go to our website. It's www.captureaudio.com, and that's Capture with a K. Right. Of course, you haven't seen that anywhere before. Um, You can send us an email at info at captureaudio.com. And we'll, we're happy to answer those questions as well. When do you expect to have the uh, first products available for shipping? Uh, we are in uh, stage one of our three-stage qualification process right now. Um, it's very hectic and very very stressful right now because it's where the rubber meets the road. Um, everything is taking a, the prototype designs and actually making it into a product that can be manufactured repeatedly and at a high quality and you never know what you might run into our first we're actually just finished our first stage of the qualification Mm -hmm. with success and we're moving into the second stage which um, gets very uh, expensive and real you start cutting actual steel for tooling and to tool all the parts and and if anyone you know any of your listeners have ever been through this process they know that this is a critical time um it's expensive to make errors and it's also very time consuming to make errors or to uncover um things that aren't correct or might get damaged or uh the last thing we would want is to have a product that someone used for a couple months and then it broke and so we're doing our best working with a very high quality manufacturer to to do a lot of quality testing to make sure that our product will be fit for use good so you've, you, you've just about finished the first level of testing, what I used to call in the hardware software business, the alpha phase. Mm-hmm. You're now moving to the beta step. Yeah, yeah. basically at first we qualify um, the components. 
Mm -hmm. um, then we can finalize our, our bill of materials and what's going to go inside the product and what we're going to make the, the outside out of, you know, for the right aesthetics. Uh, the next week, we qualify the manufacturing line. We qualify the tooling. We qualify the process. And then last, we qualify the people that are going to be actually making it on a daily basis, make sure they can do it repeatedly. Um, if there's quality checks that have to be put in place, make sure they're on the right frequency to check and uh, identify and fix any any issues that come up. And and you know with anything that it's more complex. It's always more complex than you imagine. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so th this process it, it takes a while. And we anticipate shipping finished product and people receiving it in October. Um, and and we keep our fingers crossed. It's a lot of due diligence and hard work to make sure that that we get there. Um, we won't hesitate to delay shipping the product if we find and uncover any issues. It's the first time out the door when you're a startup and you're not as large as my former employer, uh, you, you don't have the luxury of, of, of having a product go out there and be wrong. Right. Apple, um, Apple might be able to afford a mistake with a map. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And, and people with that launch um, software, uh, a lot of software is, you know, you, you iterate on mm -hmm. the fly. You put it out there because it's good enough. And people will say, hey, well, I didn't quite understand this part of your software. And then the next day it's, it's improved. Right, there's a new 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 patch by the time you install it on your computer. Correct. You don't get that luxury with physical products, and and in particular physical products that are, you know, have electronics inside. You know, we we bit off a very large project to say the least. Your uh, how long is the battery life expected to be? Um, we're right now at about 15 to 16 hours. Um, it depends on the number of times that you tap. Uh, one of there's two main battery. Um, Consumers? Consumption uses on the product. One is just that continuous buffering state, so it's always on like we talked about, so that you never miss one of those moments that you want to save. And and the second one is when you do save it, uh, we use a Bluetooth radio. The Bluetooth then uh, wakes up your phone and says, hey, you know, hey phone, I want to send you a file. And that process takes uh, quite a bit of a juice to get it done. So, and so you have to establish a new Bluetooth connection. No, it's 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 connected. It's just dormant. It's just not active, so okay. that it it doesn't deplete your smartphone battery ongoing. We mm -hmm. try to maintain. I mean, that's your that's everyone's life. They they would prefer you do nothing to deplete the battery of their smartphone. And so we have a passive connection. There's no need to be connected on, on an ongoing basis unless there's a file to transfer. Um, but we think we can get, you know, that's basically a day. Mm -hmm. um, your consumer habit would be to charge the product at night, uh, similar to most people's smartphones. So is it going to be like a smartphone where you have to plug it in, or is it going to be a capacitive charging? Actually, it's uh, it's charging port, so it's, it's similar to plugging it in. Um, it, it charges very fast because it is a pretty small overall size of a battery so in in about 20 to 30 minutes you'll have a full charge of the product maybe even less um depending on how efficient the charger is and you know most people it's a big deal to go to multi-day um until we have improvements in battery technology across the industry so even the big players like apple and samsung and fitbit etc have limitations on their battery 
depending on what type of data that they're transmitting. Some of the fitness bands, you know, Fitbit, it's a very low-level data set. Right. And so they're able to get a multi-day charge right off the bat, uh, something like a smartwatch, um, like a Samsung smartwatch. You know, they're they're in our camp where they're only able to get part of a day mm-hmm. because of the drain of the battery and the battery technology is a little bit behind where we are in some other components. So are you, that, does that mean you're ship, not shipping a charger with the... Uh uh, capture device? No, it comes with a charger. Oh, okay. And how many years do you think you, a consumer would get out of the battery before they have to replace it? it? It's a rechargeable battery, so you don't have to replace the battery. Um, you know, when it, it's a really interesting process to to think about how long a product lasts these days. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how long do you have a cell phone? How long do you have a smartphone before? Before you're thinking either you want to replace it because the technology is so far behind what is out or, you know, something has actually uh, degraded or broken on the product. So most um, products in the consumer electronics world have a uh, goal of a three-year functional life. Um, Most of them end up showing trends around two years from consumers where they'll go out and actively replace with the latest version. You know, this is our version one coming out. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll have a version two. We'll have a version three. We'll have like the iPhone five. You know, we'll have those versions come out. People sometimes, even if their old one is working just fine, will will upgrade. Well, like, you know, they'll give their current cell phone to the kids. Correct. Uh, Is the battery going to be consumer replaceable? No. Back to you guys to be replaced, like Apple. Yeah, in the in the battery, although battery technology from a footprint and a and a capacity standpoint um, hasn't improved, um, there isn't a lot of degradation of the actual cells. You know, there, we're not going to have the battery wear out per se. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we don't expect that to be an issue. I remember, you know, old older model cell phones, you started to have. Um, a full charge only lasts a portion of the original time. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not the case as much anymore. And that we're using um, the latest battery technology out there. We don't anticipate any degradation of the battery. So you expect to get, what, uh, a thousand cycles out of the battery? Um, yeah, something like that. Probably We're looking at a little bit more than a thousand in our testing um, just so that we can approach that target of three years. But... Um, you know, a, a thousand, a thousand to twelve hundred cycles is is a good target to have when you're releasing your first version. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, if people have questions uh, for you, Mike, the number is six four six five nine five four nine one six. At launch, how 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 long is the guarantee or warranty period going to be? Yeah, it's 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 interesting on on a consumer electronics. You know, we don't we decided that we're not going to have uh, product repair, so we'll have a limited warranty. You can check out the specifics on our website. Um, and what happens there is, it's for us, it's it's easier and cheaper to replace than to try to fix. Um, I think a lot of products are that way until you get up to the complexity of a smartphone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we would have to staff uh, engineers in repair 
folk to be able to actually do those repairs. And by the time someone's, you know, by the time you send it in and have that process happen and send it back, it's actually... You don't really have any moving parts of this thing, do you? There's not moving parts. Um, it's it's pretty simplistic from a design standpoint. The and, special and sauce is, is our firmware, is the way that these parts interact together. But there's no um, glass lens like you have in a cell phone. Correct. Just an LED light. Correct. And that's right off the circuit board. Yep, and we we built it to be robust so that um, you didn't have buttons and screens that could break on you. The interaction when you tap, what's happening there is there's an accelerometer inside the product mm-hmm. that's feeling that shock. That accelerometer can be retuned every time you update your firmware. Uh, you know, you do you do updates for other things. We'll ask you to update the the operating system of your of your smartphone or of your computer will have the same capability and we can retune that to make sure that it doesn't go out of adjustment so when you tap it's it's a similar experience over time and it doesn't drift okay so people will connect it up to their computer to get an update the update actually will happen over the bluetooth module as well so it'll happen wirelessly wirelessly from a smartphone from a smartphone Good. We're going to listen to a couple of uh, Sandler commercials here, and uh, we'll be back in a couple of minutes. Imagine you just left your prospect's office, and he now has your proposal, quote, or estimate. What do you suppose he's going to do with that valuable information that you just gave him for free? Call you tomorrow with an order? Get real! He's shopping it around to the competition. Hi, this is Mike Roth, founder of Roth & Associates. I'm the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. I'm constantly amazed how salespeople operate. They believe a prospect asking for a proposal means the sale is as good as closed. Face it, trained prospects will turn you into an unpaid consultant. For over 20 years, we've been coaching, training, and challenging professionals who are 100% committed to long-term sales growth and profitability, no matter what it takes. If you're deadly serious about increasing sales, call me at 513-646-6523. Find out how Sandler Training can make you better, faster, and stronger. Or register now for our next open house, 513-646-6523. This is Mike Roth, the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. Hi, this is Mike Roth, founder of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. You've heard our commercials about sales and sales management, but you haven't made the call for some reason. Maybe you're having your best year ever. Maybe you think a sales development company won't work in your industry. You're different. I wish I had a nickel for every time I heard that. Maybe you're afraid that if you called, you'd buy something. If you're happy with all your sales and profits and believe you have all the answers or simply don't see yourself investing in yourself or your people, then don't make the call. We have nothing for you. For over 20 years, we've been coaching, mentoring, business owners, and sales professionals who are serious about their careers. So if you believe that Sandler Sales Training might make you better, faster, meaner, and stronger, call me at 513-646-6523. Or register for our next open house, Roth & Associates, the most experienced sales trainer in Cincinnati. You can check us at www.rothconsulting.net. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Mike Sparrow. Uh, I said that wrong, didn't I? Mike Sparrow. You took my... uh... my guide of how to say my name and actually you said it that way. Yeah, I was afraid I'd do that when you said it. <laughs> okay, so uh, we're talking about the uh, the hardware device. Uh, is it waterproof? Capture is water resistant. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually quite water resist- resistant. The only uh, points of entry into the product 
is the microphone port which we've gas you know have a gasket on to make mm-hmm. sure but that is that's probably the most susceptible part of the the product uh you can wash your hands you know you can sweat you just can't take a shower or go swimming or jump in a lake um that would take a, another level of development on the microphone okay uh if you, you say you're hoping to, to ship uh by uh october uh if someone wanted to order uh, 100 units to use in their sales team, uh, are, how, how would they place an order? You can place an order right on our website using the um, pre-order now button. Um, it's very easy to do. We'll ship those out as soon as um, we're shipping all product out. We've qualified the product. Um, we're anticipating that, like I said, to be October. and. I use the word hope, um, not as I don't know. We don't know what we're doing, but there's a you know there's complexity. We want to make sure that it's right. We fully anticipate to have the product out very soon. Uh, there's a lot of people already waiting for it. We've sold uh, pre-orders, and our faithful Kickstarter backers have have purchased the product as well. And so we're anxious to get the product out there. That's where you really start to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know everything. We we think. People should do more with the amazing things that they hear with throughout their day. Is there a limited number of uh, units that are going to be shipping in October? Uh, no, we haven't maxed out our capacity yet. Um, we have a long ways to go for that. Um, what will happen is, you know, in any hardware startup, you have certain quantities that you order. If we sell out, we'll, we might have to wait a little while until we can restock, but we fully intend to be open for business in a very short amount of time so that you can order just like any other product and have it be re- delivered in a in a few short days. So is it going to be uh, only available through the website, or can I go out to Best Buy and get it? In the beginning, it's going to be available through our website. We'll announce, and there'll prob- you'll probably see it available on other third-party websites, you know, similar to Amazon.com. When you're small... Um, Having your product in a Best Buy is really expensive. Um, It it can be very valuable as you grow, and it can be part of your growth strategy. Mm -hmm. But anyone who's started at the beginning, it it is a hit to your bottom line. And you have to be prepared for uh, all the growth that could come very rapidly from that. It's not an easy contract to sign. You have to be very prepared. And if you're not prepared and all of a sudden you have out-of-stocks, and you're not meeting the expectations of that supplier, you can be out as fast as you were put into a Best Buy, for example. Mm-hmm. So we want to be prepared. We want to learn. We're, we're doing this as, for our first time. There's a lot to learn. There's a lot to make sure that we can deliver customer service that's high. Mm-hmm. Um, once we have those things under control and we feel like we're put, our product is out there, people have provided the right level of feedback that everything is hunky-dory, and our customer service is in place so that we can deal with any issues that people have. We w- we've already started those discussions with retail brick and mortar stores, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but we're not, we haven't committed to actually putting our product into those stores yet. Mm-hmm. Um, are you shipping, planning on shipping the product from here in Cincinnati? We will be shipping from right around the Cincinnati area. There's two reasons for that. One is kind of the the selfish reason I want to be close to my baby. I want mm-hmm. I want my product to be around. If there's any issues, I want to be able to get there and look at the product in a very short amount of time. Um, me and Matthew will dr- jump in the car and, and drive over to our warehouse. 
the other thing that we figured that we found out didn't know this beforehand this is one of the best areas in the country to operate your logistics mm-hmm. major retailers use this part of the country uh, within a hundred you know hundred so miles to ship their products Zappos for example moved from their logistics from the west coast to to our area so that you can have take advantage of hubs with with FedEx and UPS etc mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so we kind of happened upon the fact that we're in a very good location for logistics mm-hmm. as a as a recording device um, and it's just a sound recording device I guess it would record any language that, that people spoke correct um, you know that is one piece of feedback we had from a from a, a consumer who indicated you know you really have a universal product coming out because everyone's going to be listening to their native tongue mm-hmm. um, versus if you're talking about text so you have to translate and have other things so it, it is useful in that way you can send a, um, a recording anywhere around the world and as long as they can speak the language they can listen to it mm-hmm. Sandler had that problem when they went into uh, Latin America mm-hmm. all of our material the written and the spoken was in English and uh, it took a number of years for that uh, little problem to be overcome. Uh, is there any other product like your product in the marketplace? There really isn't. Um, you've probably noticed, as some of the listeners have, that this concept of wearable technology is fairly new. Mm-hmm. Um, it started with kind of the fitness bands, the fitness, you know, Nike Fitbit. Fuel Bands, Fitbit. Yeah. Um and it continues to grow into things that we have, can't even imagine yet. Our product is a new benefit space within the wearable technology uh, category. No one's doing this. Um, we we hope to own that benefit space outright. Um, where our competition is currently is going to be people who believe that this type of recording can only hope happen on an app. And so if you have a smartphone and you run an app, you can very easily record 60-second segments. But whereas your smartphone, it's in your pocket, it's in your purse, you'll miss a vast majority of these serendipitous-type moments that we're talking about. Oh, it's, it, it's a quality nightmare. We, we, we have had salespeople attempt to do that, whether it's uh, a woman putting the, her smartphone in a purse or a guy putting a smartphone in their shirt pocket. Mm-hmm. The uh, clarity of the conversations isn't always... Uh, the best beyond the clarity of the conversation mike i think the most important thing people don't know at that point in time that you're recording on your smartphone Mm -hmm. so the expectations are different you may find that they you put them into position of i got you or i feel very uncomfortable about the situation i didn't realize what you were doing um that's one of the things you know talking about a sales associate or any normal person walking down the street if you have our product you may have to explain it once if someone has literally never heard of it before or seen it before because it's very new but they'll recognize it the next time you see it you'll know what it is and we want that to be there we want people to know what's going on take this for uh, this example as as very common if you are in a conversation and you save something mm-hmm. that I, let's say that I say, mm-hmm. for example, and you say, I save, I just saved what you said, Mike, because it was really hilarious. Mm-hmm. It was a good joke. It was a good joke. Or maybe even stroke my ego a little bit more. Hey, Mike, that was 
brilliant. Mm-hmm. Absolutely brilliant. Am I going to want you to delete that? Am I going to say, hey, Mike, Roth, I really would appreciate if you don't record the brilliant things that I say. I'm going to take it as a compliment. Mm-hmm. And as long as you're a human being, anyone can misuse technology. Anyone could use a video camera for destructive purposes. We see things in the media that happen. Anyone can well, shame it, someone if they or... Well, there are different state laws, and I, I think I read it on your website. There are certain states where um, both parties have to acknowledge uh, and agree to be recorded, mm-hmm. uh, like New York. Uh, whereas in Ohio, if one person knows that call, a call or conversation is being recorded, that's good enough. Um, so uh, how are you going to address these legal requirements in different states? Yeah, it's very interesting um, and confusing to, mm-hmm. to the end consumers. Um, lucky for us, the way that we built the process, so the act of tapping, that's when you're recording. That's when you're saving a recording. At that point in time, we instruct everyone to tell the people around them what's happening and to get you know, their buy-in and consent to that process. Um, we don't. We would never want someone to secretly record anyone or do it without their knowledge. Some states, if they're in a in a in a one-party consent state, if you're in the conversation, you've kind of well, you have legally given away your rights to that conversation. But even then, we think it should be uh, the information should be out there. You should allow someone to know what you're doing. I'm tapping my wrist not because I have some weird tick, you know. I'm tapping my wrist because I'm saving the last 60 seconds of what we were talking about or what I just heard. So is the, is the watch always uh, flashing a, a blue light? It's flashing a green light. A green light. Um, and that means that it is buffering. Now, let's say we had this hour-long radio show, and I, I'm the most boring guest you've ever had, and there isn't anything that I say that's of interest. Zero of that would be saved mm-hmm. um, because you didn't go through the process of tapping your wrist and saving it because why would you? You don't want it. You didn't want anything that I had to say. Right. But if I'm charming, intelligent, and I say a bunch of really interesting things that you may want to use in the future and you tap it at, you know, 10, 15, 20 times over the course of our conversation, each one of those individual files is something that you can use to for yourself or to help your business or to help um, promote something outside of your business. And I will see you do that every single time or you'd see me tap every single time. If I'm aware of the product, I'm aware of the what's going on. So it's not a good shoe buckle. Like it's it. not a good shoe buckle. It's If you have it um, under, you know, hidden away, the recording, like we talked about, um, is very similar to a smartphone. You're not going to hear. It's not meant to be a very. It's not meant to be spy gear and to have some incredible recording capacity that can record someone from 25 feet away. First of all, you're not talking to those people, so why should you be able to record their conversation? And secondly, we don't need that type of um, performance from our microphone because most times your conversations are within a few feet. Good. Uh- Mike has agreed to uh, answer callers' questions. This will be the last opportunity for you to call in. The number is 646-595-4916. We'll be taking calls during the uh, next uh, break where we're going to have a Sandler rule. Uh, Tell us a little bit more about the, the quality of the recordings. Yeah, like I said, I think it's on par with our society. Um, 
the need for a extremely high quality audio recording may be useful in music mm-hmm. and, and if you have a band and you're actually going to produce something to send out but most of the things that we consume uh, are, are very small and digestible and then we move on so let's pretend we were at a networking meeting downtown it's mm-hmm. a noisy room and I, and I said to you Mike uh, you, do you have a card and you said no I don't have a card and I said good can you give me your uh, name uh email address, uh, and phone number. In a noisy room, how well will the, will the capture device perform? It'll perform very well because we're in close proximity to each other. So I'm going to put my ri- my wrist up so you can talk into my wrist. You don't have to do that. I, mean, I don't that have might, to do the Dick Tracy thing. No, that might be a, that might look a little strange. Uh, and then the nice thing is, is you can filter that sound afterwards within the app environment, do some digital signal processing to clean it up a little bit, um, and yeah, that's at that exciting. Point, and at that point in time, you know, what is it being used for? Is this something that you're sending out on Twitter for every person in the world to get a snapshot into uh, some insight that you had? No, this is a piece of personal information. You probably won't use that. It's like taking a snapshot of the street sign of the intersection where you parked your car. Mm-hmm. You don't need that other than for some information. But other things, you take a picture of a. Uh, you know, some interesting artwork or some interesting sunset or whatever, you may go through the process of cleaning that up. You may go to Instagram, for example, and put a filter on it. You want, you may share that on Facebook. You may share that um, to certain friends. Good. Uh, let's listen to Al Strauss, uh, one of our Sandler trainers, and Sandler Rule number 38. I'm Al Strauss with Sandler Training. Talk to you about rule number 38. The problem the prospect brings you is never the real problem. When people have heard this rule and thought about it a bit, if they've been in sales for more than a few months, they almost always say, well, that's obvious. I've had lots and lots of prospects that told me what they wanted, I showed them what they wanted, and they didn't buy it. So it seems that it would be obvious. The problem is most folks don't understand it and you get in the middle of the conversation and here's a prospect who's interested in something, you've got the something and you just show up. And what you really need to learn how to do is ask a bunch more questions because frankly in most cases the prospect doesn't even understand what the real problem is. And so if you ask three or four more questions about what they claim they need or are looking for or want you're going to discover that it morphs, it changes, sometimes dramatically. What they end up needing is perhaps even diametrically opposed to what they originally said they were looking for. So ask the questions, don't take the first thing they give you, dive down into the real issues, and you're going to have yourself a much better day selling to this prospect. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Mike Sarrow from Capture. Uh, Mike, let me change the subject a little bit with Anya. Okay. Uh, I like to ask our guests to give our listeners a leadership tip. You've been leading this company now for three years. 
perhaps you've uh, discovered a leadership tip, maybe even back at your days at uh, P&G. Maybe this is one of the 52 uh, that are coming out soon in your new training. Um, Could be. We just got a whole box full of the books and, and decks of cards for the program. I think the the leadership trick and the or trick tri- tip that I'm going to share obviously has been around for a long time. I just find it that it's true, and we're actually entering into this particular uh, period of our company, which is the people that you hire to be around you. You want to be smarter, <laughs> mm. and, and, and then you are because ultimately you have to let them go and do their thing. I, you know, I've had many bosses over the years, coaches, mentors. Micromanagement does not work. Mm-hmm. Time and time again, there's probably a thousand books on your bookshelf about how to manage, and none of it talks about um, micromanaging. It talks about enabling mm-hmm. a person and breaking down barriers so that they can do their thing. We have our first two employees of the company starting in two weeks, and that's my goal. That's my goal, and that's what Matthew's goal, my co-founder, is to allow them. We hired them for a reason. We hired them because they're brilliant. Mm-hmm. We think we think they have capacity through the roof, and we expect them to be high um, providers within the company and deliver. The worst thing we could do is slow them down because we're trying to manage them. What we should be trying to do is set them free, just break down any barriers that come in their way so that they can deliver their job at the highest quality possible. Mm-hmm. That uh, sounds like servant leadership. Yeah, it's a lot like servant leadership, and that was that was big within Procter & Gamble. Was uh, it? You know, where I previously worked, there's several of the, the former CEOs and current CEOs that talked a lot about servant leadership and um, whether or not everyone participated in actually executing it is another thing, but um, I think at the top it was a priority. Mm -hmm. So if we were having this conversation a year from now, how many people would you see in the company if things go well? You follow Uh, your business plan. Yeah, if we follow our business plan, we should be a company of about 20 to 25 people. Uh, That growth comes from certain things coming in-house that we currently have as partnerships, some of the development skills um, some of the manufacturing um, readiness skills. So, some of those things, it's very hard for a startup to have um, X number of engineers on staff. You, you outsource that in the beginning mm-hmm. until you get it right. And then as you start going for version two, the, that expertise is in-house and you can actually pay a salary to have a really talented engineer on your staff to be able to do that work. And and we're going to continue to have business development needs. We're going to, you know, 30% of our orders to date have been international, and we've spent $0 promoting or marketing our product international. That's a huge opportunity for the company. Mm-hmm. We, need some, we need some folks in the biz dev arena to go out and capitalize on that initial trend and really blow it out in the countries that make sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, for many years, the top the and and only countries that Sandler operated in outside of America was Canada. Uh, that's almost 18 or 19 years in Canada, and then uh, Great Britain. Mm-hmm. The two single most successful Sandler global uh, locations, but we're in like 40 different countries now. Yep. It makes a big difference. Um, do you have a long-term strategic 
planning process, or is it really seat of the pants to get this company up? Hey, we have a vision for where we want to go. There's there's a lot of fires that you're putting out to launch and get into the market. Um, so although we spend a lot of time really thinking about anything that enters your eardrums as a consumer, having the ability to do what we're talking about, having the ability to uh, not have to wear a wristband or, or a clip-on device, there's other things that we plan to do in the future. Unfortunately, getting ahead of yourself in the very beginning when you don't have a proven business model you need to go out there. You need to learn. We're going to be listening a tremendous amount over the next year to make sure that we any tweaks that we need to do in the product, which includes the app interface, we do those so that we've really nailed the consumer proposition. And as we invest in the further uh, bringing our vision to life even further, we'll have that knowledge. So, yeah, we're not going at it as a very short-term get as many units out there and then we're done and and it, it'll only be a wristband forever no that that would be a, a very near focused type of uh, of company where we do have a vision of where we want to go and the consumers will help us get there i forgot to ask earlier is the is the product patented absolutely we have, we have several patents including you know utility patents and design patents um you know, we're working locally in the Cincinnati area with some great IP attorneys, and um, we think we have a very unique proposition. And not only from a look and feel of the product from a design standpoint, but also from the utility of the function. So that benefit space that we're talking about, the, this ability to, if you hear something amazing, actually grab it out of thin air and, and, and save it for future consumption. Have, have you been approached by uh, larger uh, consumer electronics companies to uh, buy you out or private label the product yet? Well, I can't talk about any specifics there. Of course, they can always call. <laughs> we we will take any phone call. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's I think it's a matter. You see big companies entering into the wearable technology space. Mm-hmm. I think we've already, it's in very encouraging as a company to have options. And you've seen acquisitions already take place within the very, um, small, uh, not small, but uh, not very mature category. Mm-hmm. And when you see that, that means that that's a great sign for the category as it continues to grow. Um, certain big players that maybe get into the game late will take a strategy of acquisition over development, over R&D, mm-hmm. and decide to catch up by acquiring certain types of products. If that comes our way, we will listen. Um, it's a nice problem to have if someone's knocking on your door, mm-hmm. wanting your product and wanting, and it could be, you know, I think a misconception sometimes people have is that when someone wants to gobble up your company, it's not for the best interests of your company. Uh, it absolutely can be for the best interests of your company if that's your desire. We desire to be a global brand. We want to have our products available all over the world. Uh, if an acquisition or a partnership makes that possible in a very efficient way so that we don't have to wait five years to be available in Russia, for example, mm-hmm. that may be the best thing for our company. And we'll take those decisions as they come. Well, that's a little confusing, a Russian product, but I'm going <laughs> to skip that for the moment. Uh, I think we have time for uh, one more question. Uh, how effective do you think uh, Internet marketing is going to be for you? Is, is that going to be enough of a push 
to get your product where you need it to be. Absolutely. I mean, to have there, there's a, a couple of problems that face us. One is um, the amount of cash that you have as a young company to dedicate to getting the word out about yourself. So uh, an individual may, you may think, oh, I'll just put a TV commercial out there and then everyone will know about my product. That's real expensive to do. Mm -hmm. We need to be targeted, and I mean very targeted. How expensive is the product going to be retail at October launch? October launch, it's $149 for the, the product. Uh, MSRP. Right now, if you decide that you, you want to get the product early, um, it's $99, so it's actually a tremendous benefit. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's great. To ordering early. Good. Any other comments before we have to go, Mike? No, I appreciate you having me on the on the call. Again, if you'd like to learn more, you can go to captureaudio.com. That's with a K. And you can email us at info at captureaudio.com. Good. Mike, I'm going to be giving you a copy of uh, one of the new Sandler books that I helped uh, compile, 14 Success Secrets for ma Sales Managers from Sales Managers. Inside the book, you'll find a uh, free training pass and a copy of our Cincinnati calendar, as well as your first million-dollar bills <laughs> from me is in there. Uh, thanks again for being on the show. And, uh, Scott, why don't you take it away? Thanks for listening. This program is the property of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, Inc. The show may be distributed only with written permission and then only in its entirety. If you have any questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400.